Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. I was just letting it ride. Yeah, breakfast with champions. Let's go. We got TM Hyman, Tony with the keys, and the breakfast with the champions. We've been rocking and rolling all day. TM, I want you to drop some jewels on us, bro. get to work i appreciate that tony that was a little it was a little choppy it was going in and out just a little bit but uh i like the vibe D- definitely like the vibe. amanda jules we, we appreciate you Every, can you flash your mic for amanda in that last session uh because she certainly uh led everybody flash your mic flash your mic um, thank you for the value amanda it's friday everybody we made it we we made it it is Friday. I see Grant in the building, uh, sir. You 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 wanna you wanna share, Grant? Or are you just hanging out? Going once, going twice, just hanging out. Hey, Tony, appreciate you, man. I know we have a the, the closing of the Champions Rise compilation uh, that closes tonight. It's scheduled to close at 8 p.m. We're actually gonna close it at 12. What is the Champions Rise? The Champions Rise is man it it is a compilation of talent and voices from around the world Uh, we have been collecting submissions uh, here from those who are at the table each and every day Uh, you have referred people uh, to the email box which is bwcrise at gmail.com you still have an opportunity to submit if you are a talent you know someone who's a talent a musician we're looking for poets, storytellers, listen, artists, as well as graphic artists to help to design the cover. We're, we're going to do a, 
you know, contest almost, but you will be able to help us to vote for it. Uh, but please submit. You still have time. BWCRise at gmail.com. BWCRise at gmail.com. Tony, you want to share a little bit and then um, want to get into some, some, some sales uh, strategies. Really, not a strategy, but how are you approaching uh, your sales today? How are you approaching sales today? We talk a lot about strategies and funnels. Uh, we talk a lot um, about how we're getting it done, but how are you getting it done? I had a conversation uh, with someone yesterday who's a small business owner trying to get started. They often sit down in the garden. Um, we had a conversation about why she doesn't raise her hand to come up on stage and ask questions. And one thing that she said was that a lot of the conversations we have on stage is kind of over her head. Um, and we talked for about an hour and it helped me to frame up some things that I want to share um, in like seven steps. I want to share uh, the sales approach, which I think is pretty simplified. Um, that, you know, it's not just for folks who are advanced in sales, but it's for beginners as well. We do recognize that. I know we talk big numbers and there are, uh, you know, very notable people on stage, but we all started somewhere, right? And so we never want to be able to talk over anyone's head in this room. We want to be able to speak to a fifth grader, right, and still have the same conversation. So stand by as we update you on the champions rise compilation but we also have some sales tips because i'm a sales expert tony's a sales expert and we're going to talk about how you can become a sales expert in this next hour tony can you share what kind of submissions we have gotten over the last two weeks because i understand they have come in from all over the world tm man i'm excited about what's happening inside of this room and side of this space the lives that are changing the the energy of and and the vibe like the the direction that we're headed um with this champions rise opportunity this or, or the project it has just become an opportunity for people who like what you were saying don't raise your hand who are creatives to really take part in and be a part of the, the overall vibe of the room to really edify the room and bring um bring forth their talents the gifts that they've been given by god and so I'm just grateful to, to be uh, leading this leading this effort. Um, the BWC rise at gmail.com email has like I have received so many, so many submissions. It's it's just awe inspiring. It's 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 awesome. Um, submissions from all over the world, like from Kenya. I got a submission from Kenya the other day. Um, from France, people. Uh, across the pond you know as, as other people say um uh all over the u.s and and just dynamic singers awesome poems great poetry i've got people doing spoken word um there's even i even had a submission from a choir i had choirs singing in in my inbox and, and it's just super awesome um that we're going to be able to take all of these voices and bring them together there's also musicians um there have been some uh people who can do the asl like you know sign language and and just all of that like there's there's just a lot of of submissions and a lot of talent a lot of gifts that we're bringing together for one purpose um with the mindset that we're going to make a, a compilation album um that is going to basically change the world that that resonates with the room with with the vibe of the room and and the mission of what we're doing here with breakfast with champions um and it's just it's just super awesome it's going to cover a wide 
range of the stuff that we talk about, the things that we are really passionate about, about finance, about family, about fitness, about just, just all the Fs and, uh, about faith. And, and I'm just extremely excited about it. If you have not submitted yet, please submit because we're going to need you. Even if, even if it's not to be a vocalist, even if it's not spoken word, if if you're not a musician, if you don't draw, if you just want to be a, a, a link of support, just someone who can, who can help us whenever the time comes to share and to put the word out, please submit i'd love to have you uh be a part of it and behind the scenes to see how we bring this thing to fruition and we'll talk more about um the process of that we're in and where we're headed the next steps uh as this as this segment goes on tm thank you for the opportunity to share and uh man i've, I've just enjoyed working with you alongside you on on this project um and gaining some insights about how to move forward the the process of making this thing really come to life and uh there's still some blind spots that you and i have that that we need you know some some uh some light shined on so if you if you have any kind of ideas about how you would bring this album to fruition how how you can really help and contribute please don't wait don't have hesitate we're going to close we were going to close at eight but we'll close at 12 o'clock tonight uh eastern standard time com that's bwcrise at gmail.com thank you so much thank you tony thank you tony and thank you to everyone who has submitted thus far uh wow as far as france and, and kenya that that's pretty that's pretty lit uh, Glenn, I don't know if you did, but that's that's big lit. And like you said, I don't think this has ever been done um, on, on such a scale. So thank you all very much. And we will uh, actually we have a treat for you coming up uh, later in the program. But I mentioned sales earlier, sales, sales that we, we've heard sales really all week from almost all of our speakers. Uh, we, we've talked about sales in some way, shape or form. And, and so last night, well, not even last night, yesterday afternoon, I had a very interesting conversation and, and, and it led to sales, but it didn't start off that way. It was a, a basic, um, you know, really, uh, it, it was a basic introductory conversation, right, for a potential client, not even a client, um, but I'm a mentor. So all of my conversations are very organic, very, very um, basic. <laughs> I'll just go back to that. But ultimately, as, as the person started to talk and speak, they, they called out a revelation that they had recently had. And the revelation to fast track was that they, had, they, they are a business owner, they've been in business for a while, but they never considered sales. They never really considered or thought about sales. And, and as I listened and, and, and walked through this conversation, through a series of probing questions, right, <laughs> um, to understand, um, I, I got it. And, you know, I had to admit that I had once been there, right, as a, a, a beginner, as a startup business owner. During the conversation, she mentioned that, you know, often she wants to ask a question, but doesn't um, because of the, um, the advanced nature of the conversations in this room. It, it led me to have a, a hour conversation um, yesterday that led uh, to what I prepared today. And, and really what I wanted to talk about was whether you are a beginner 
or intermediate or advanced. Um, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, sales is the engine of all of our businesses. We sell every day. We just don't really pay attention or think about it or know that we're selling. We sell ourselves, right? We even sell Jesus, believe it or not, right? I mean, you know, ministry, uh, in, in fact, is sharing. And, you know, Jesus, you know, we, we, we're spreading the gospel. I think I heard Pastor Jeff even mention this morning, um, you know, that he had never been a car salesman before. And he was told to just submit, um, and he took it as ministry, right? He he went in, he went out, and he started selling because he had previously um, been able to sell Jesus. Um, regardless of what we're doing, regardless of our service, our product, it starts with prioritizing, right? Prioritizing based on your purpose. I heard purpose discussed earlier today. What is your purpose? Purpose is tied to passion. Right. When you're passionate, when you're operating in purpose, you never work a day in your life. Because you love what you do, and if you love what you do and it comes through and your passion, the rest will follow. The first thing that you have to do as a business owner is prioritize. Prioritize on a daily basis. You have to really set tasks as priorities. Priorities, right? Two steps you have to look at. Recognizing what needs to be done. Number one, then deciding the order in which it needs to be done. Deciding the order in which to do the task. Number one, recognizing what needs to be done. Number two, deciding on the order in which to do the task. Number one thing in every aspect of business is keeping your priorities straight. Most of us fail in business, and I have certainly failed in business, and I have to admit it was because I did not keep my eye on the prize. My priorities were not straight. Learn from other people's mistakes, right? Glean the benefits from my mistake of not keeping my eye on the prize. I have since learned, and now I am focused. But being prioritized in all that you do in business is really important. Number two. Identify the roles and responsibilities necessary, right? What, what is your vision? What is your vision? What are the objectives, right? Do you have the right processes, procedures in place? Most of us are, are, are single-handedly running our businesses. So right now, it's just you. I encourage you to get a virtual assistant ASAP. ASAP. They, they, they are very inexpensive. Right. And they can take away those those tasks that really, you know, you shouldn't be doing anyway because you're worth more than that task. Right. What is your value? What is your worth? You, you have to start to process that. Right. So that you can align the right roles and responsibilities, people who can help you. And if you don't have a whole lot of people around you right now who can help you get a virtual assistant, that's that's the first step to assigning roles, responsibilities, delegating. Number three, building that team. After you've gotten that virtual assistant, it's time to recruit. It's time to recruit. How do you recruit, right? You have to get a clear understanding of your needs, but that's what you've already done. You've identified the roles and responsibilities necessary. Now it's time to put that to work, right? But you need clear job descriptions, clear roles. People need to know what they're coming on the job to do. 
They shouldn't be thinking, you know, well, I, this is what I think they want me to do. Nope. They shouldn't be guessing. Nope. It should be clear in the job description. Right. And a lot of times, you know, we get frustrated and upset with people when there was really no clear, you know, lines of demarcation. There was no clear description of, of what to do when it's clear. Guess what? It leads to success. If everyone in the team on the team, if everyone in the company knows their role, their responsibility, the team comes together and we make it happen. Number one, prioritize. Number two, identify the roles and responsibilities. Th that includes business objective, right? Needs to be clear, vision, objectives. And then throw in some processes and procedures to make sure there's a clear understanding. We have to build a team. Get the right leaders in place so that you are not burnt out, stressed out. Teamwork makes the dream work. You cannot get it done all by yourself. You can only take it to a certain level all by yourself then you need people, right? You have to be able to trust, you have to be able to train, you have to be able to set the right expectations. That's number three. Then number four, number four, flash the mics if you're with me. Flash the flash mics, I just wanna know that I'm not talking to myself. A few people, just a few people. For those few people who are with me, can you tap, can you ping some more people in the room for the, you know, for, for the people who are not with me? Uh, I want to make sure that we have folks who are engaged. That thanks for hanging out with me. Number four, strategies to grow your business. This is really the one that triggered the conversation that, that that's going to really fast forward me into the discussion about sales. Strategies to grow your business. There's a lot of different strategies that are necessary to to grow your business based on where your business really is, based on the status of your business. Um, business is measured by revenue. If, if you are not generating revenue, I would question if you're really in business. Business is about revenue. Revenue is how we measure business. Uh, Amanda previously talked about not being willfully blind, not being willfully blind. I was really leaning into the feedback and the comments that were coming in um, because, you know, I, I love when we can be transparent um, and vulnerable um, about our experiences. And that last conversation certainly drove uh, people to be transparent. But at the end, Amanda said, business people are numbers people. She said, it's all about metrics. Being able to measure the KPIs. Specifically, she mentioned the KPI dollar per, uh, dollar per hour, I think she said. Uh, the, pop, the dollar per hour rate that David had actually mentioned, um, that's tied directly to sales. Strategies to grow your business. The number one strategy that's going to grow your business is tied to sales. Sales, I think, is um, one thing that people are very uncomfortable with, but it's very misunderstood as well. I, I, would, I would love to say that I'm a great salesperson but I can't say that. However, I'm a great sales leader, right? Because I understand the foundation and the dynamics of sales. But initially, um, I was not like a, a good salesperson. I learned how to sell because I learned the dynamics. Um, and these are what I'm sharing with you tonight. The number one strategy to grow your business is around sales. It's around sales, sales approach, having metrics around sales. Metrics like, you know, 
dollar per hour. In, in my world with the strategy that I use, and I'm gonna share uh, the sales approach with you momentarily, the strategy, it, it includes you know, KPIs. KPIs mean key performance indicators. We use KPIs like calls per hour, sales per hour, completion rate, right? Um, and, and some of these metrics may be familiar to people who are in the sales uh, environment, or they may be not uh, familiar to you at all, right? But these are metrics that you can implement today to anything that you deploy, right? It's, if, it's not a, if it's not tied to a phone call, it's tied to a contact. Right. I mean, social media wise, you know, we normally measure in impressions and in some type of engagement. But if you're doing face to face or speaking to customers over the phone, you want to refer to it as a contact. You know, how many contacts do you need to do per day in order to close a sale? Because ultimately it's about the close. It's about the close. And, and I want to talk to you about the art of the close. But number four is what strategies are you focused on to grow your business? And then number five, how are you promoting and marketing your business? How are you getting attention? Brian Hess talked this morning about being in a position to be noticed all the time, preferably in spaces that you're unfamiliar with and, and where people are unfamiliar with you. That helps you to grow your business. Many of us are terrified to network. How are you gonna network if you don't show up into places to introduce yourself, if you don't tell people what your business is, where you're located, how they can contact you, right? You have to talk to people in order to grow your business. And so number one, what we talked about during our conversation yesterday, um, you know, I'm talking about a conversation I had with a client who ultimately said she had been, you know, in business for a while, but had never been focused on sales. You know, so during the conversation, we talked about number one, prioritizing. Um, number two, identifying, you know, the roles and responsibilities necessary uh, to grow the business. You know, number three, then building a team to take the pressure off, right? Get, get an assistant immediately, get a virtual assistant, very inexpensive, you know, but grow the team. Number four, focus on strategies to grow the business. Number one should be the sales strategy. And then number five, get a marketing plan in place. You have to always be promoting your brand, promoting yourself as a business owner and promoting the business. I'm going to pause for the cause and um, take comments, feedback um, as we prepare to, uh, to reset. Anyone who wants to, to jump in, go for it. Hey, this is uh, Lewis. When you said hire yes, a virtual assistant, yeah, um, you mentioned hire a virtual assistant. I use a site called Upwork. I just wanted to mention that to see if anyone else has used it or know about other sites like that, where they have all of these um, independent contractors and you just put a bid on the, you know, you put a bid up there on a job and people from all over the world bid on it. So uh, I like it because because the people get rated based on their work. So I, I use them for, you know, quite a few things. I'm just wondering if you ever heard of that type of setup before. Thanks. Sir. Thank you very much, Lewis. I have, this is TM uh, Hyman speaking. I have heard of that. I have not used them before, um, but I have heard of, of several different types of services, but I've not used that one before. Hey, TM, this is hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah, go for it. 
Hey, yeah. If I could chime in for a minute on Upwork, um, I actually, um, as a creative, I'm not a huge fan of Upwork. Um, one of the things that I'm really proud of is mentoring other young women creatives. And I was working with a freelance writer the first time I went on maternity leave. I asked her if she wanted to take my clients, and I told her that she might want to charge $25 less per hour than I was because she had a little bit less experience. And she told me that she was writing press releases on Upwork for $9 a press release because she thought that that's what she had to do at her level to compete with everyone else. So um, I know that some people have had great results with Upwork, but the one thing that I want to say is that, you know, depending on where you are with your business and what your budget is, I think that sometimes, right, maybe you're in a situation where that's what you need. But I also think that paying creative is something that's really um, worth considering, um, is really paying people a, a fair wage for the work that they do. So personally, that's the experience. And she's not the only one that I've seen with people on Upwork. I'm not a huge fan of that because I think it hurts creatives. Uh, but I know a lot of people use it with great success. I just wanted to add that to the conversation. So thank you for letting me do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, who else wants to weigh in? before we continue. Hey, TM, it's David. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I also with Upwork, I haven't had a lot of success with Upwork, um, but, but I think, you know, for Upwork, it's more like if you're looking for like an assistant or something more of a long-term, but for tasks, I have had a lot of success with Fiverr. And, you know, you, if you need like a one-off, like a video or something like that. We've just we've been using them for years, so just wanted to throw uh, throw that option out. That Fiverr, it's super reasonably priced. You can find people, and uh, it's been really it's it's worked well for us. So just wanted to share that. Hey, how do you how do you spell that? Uh, F I. Oh, I, I know that's funny. It's uh it's it's F I V E R R. So there's two R's at the end of Fiverr. Uh. Fiverr. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's, we've had a ton of success. If you look at even some of the short videos, like my testimonial video, those were done on Fiverr for like 120 bucks. I mean, I know people that would pay 3000 for that video. Or well, people would charge 3000 for that video. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Anyone else want to weigh in before we continue? Hey, I'd love to weigh in. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go for it. T tell hey. us your name. Uh, this is uh, Victor Brown. And uh, just wanted to say the portion about team is so on point. Um, the companies that I work with, oftentimes when I try to convince them to build a team, uh, they're resistant. But much like what you said, the it limits their ability to sell, to bring in revenue, to provide products and services. But having that team really makes all the difference. And so just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you including that. And I love what you said about kind of simplifying the message on stage. So well done. Thank you. This is Victor. I'm done speaking. Thank you so much, Victor. This is TM Hyman. If you're enjoying today's program and in the Breakfast with Champions, just imagine how much we'll learn together in person. Hey, this November 5th through the 7th, I already got my ticket. Do you? We're meeting in Lexington, Kentucky with Glenn, celebrating the 1,000th episode of Rise and Grind. Uh, and he's bringing back the Grow Your Business for God's Sakes conference. Uh, it's all about how you can grow money, uh, more money, and more impact. A lot of your favorite people will be there, including Glenn and Tamara, Amelia, Dave Meltzer, and more. Listen, you need to go right now to growforgod.com. Growforgod.com. Get your tickets. I understand VIP 
is selling out. You want to be with us live for that 1,000th episode because Glenn is doing it live. You want to be in the audience. Yes, 5 o'clock will be early in the morning, but uh, I'll be there. Make sure you're there. Go to growforgod.com. want to talk about sales strategies. I have like seven. I have like seven that I want to share. And then, you know, there's some power words specifically, some some tricks of the trade that helps to drive conversions that, that I want to get into as well. So I'm going to try to squeeze a lot in a little bit of time. But when it comes to closing the sale, there is no way possible that you can, and I'm talking about once the customer's there, right? We talk a lot about driving uh, traffic and, and getting people through a funnel, but I'm talking about once the customer is on the phone, once the customer is in your face, you must present a friendly greeting. Who are you? Who are you? Are, are you warm? Are you friendly? People like to do business with people they know, people they like. Is your greeting friendly? I don't think we really understand how important the intro the first impression really is. It's a lasting impression. And yes, you know, we talked about being able to rebound from a, from a first impression. I believe you can. Nevertheless, it's a first impression. Is your greeting warm and friendly for your customers? Have you put a lot of attention into it, right? Who are you as an individual? Who are you representing? Right? Why are they at the table? Why are you in front of the customer? That greeting is really important. That's the first thing we need to focus on. If you're managing teams, is the greeting consistent? Is the greeting consistent amongst the team? When you go from one person to the next, that's extremely important. One bad apple, we already know what it can do. So the first thing, make sure that there's always a warm and friendly greeting in your sales approach, right? It's the first thing to closing the sale. And I would say customize that greeting. Say the customer's name. People love to hear their name versus ma'am or sir. Ma'am or sir is really, you know, that, that's so impersonal, right? Make it personal. You use their name. Do you even know their name? <laughs> you should. It's a potential customer. Number two. Build rapport. Build rapport through probing questions, the right probing questions, effective probing questions. Probing questions because you've done a little research, you know a little bit about the customer, right? You know a little bit about their pain point, their struggle, their challenge, and you're there to provide a solution. So your, your probing questions should help you to build on that, right? That helps you to build rapport. Don't make the probing questions, um, you know, too weird in the beginning. Right? It's like knocking on someone's door and then asking them for their social security number. You wouldn't do that, right? You have to build rapport. At least introduce yourself and they know where you're from and what you're there to do. That's a part of the friendly greeting, right? Building rapport. You have to do that through the right probing questions. And then number three, right? You, you have to discover a little bit more. You have to discover and then provide an assurance of help. Once you've actually understood, you know, what the customer's needs are because you've d done the right probing and now you have an understanding. You have to do a little bit more discovery. 
to make sure that you can right-size the customer. What do I mean by right-size? Provide them the right product or service. Get them the right product or service, right? Um, is it one product? Is it is it two? Is it a, a few, right? That's in, based on your portfolio. You want to right-size your customers by discovery, but you really can't get down to discovery without building rapport and asking the right probing questions. I'm sharing tips that I use in my own sales strategy that helps me to convert. I just applied a SMS strategy um, about three weeks ago. And I looked at results yesterday uh, as a part of my WBR. WBR is my weekly business review with my team. And I had a, a close rate on a program um, that I'm testing SMS on go from a 3% close rate to a 5% close rate. I said from a 3% close rate to a 5% close rate uh, just because of a new strategy. I'm always looking to, to, to innovate, right? And SMS is, is one of those strategies. Um, I know we talk a lot about social media, a lot about social media, um, but guess what? Um, people still watch TV. Pe people still listen to the radio. Direct mail still works. E email is on, is, it really works. And, and SMS, it, it's, those are all tactics. Those are all sales tactics. They, they still work. It's not just social media tactics that work, ladies and gentlemen. But you have to discover, and that has nothing to do with the discovery with your customer, but I just went off on a, you know, I got excited thinking about my SMS results. You have to discover in order to provide the assurance of help. And the assurance of help ultimately leads to your value proposition. The value proposition. What is your value proposition, right? Is your value proposition to uh, create freedom? Is it to create peace of mind? What, what is your business's value proposition? Because ultimately, that's what you are selling. Is it is it clear? Well, hopefully it is. But if the customer pushes back, it takes you to the next step, number five, right? You have to be able to overcome the objection. Overcome the objection. What, what am I what am I talking about? Overcome the objection. What is that? When the customer pushes back, when the customer says no, when it sounds like or feels like the sales about to go down the drain, you have to rebound. You have to overcome the objection. How do you do that? You do that with rebuttals, effective rebuttals. What is a rebuttal? It's a comeback. It's a comeback, right? M most rebuttals uh, come around pricing. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. So trying to talk a customer to something that's too expensive sometimes can get a little difficult. But what you have to always do is think back to what they told you during discovery. Tie it back. Tie it back. And then think about the customer that you're talking to is someone that nine times out of ten, they came to you because you had something that they were interested in. It is now your responsibility to sell them, right? You have to sell them on value. Most people do not want to be sold, even though we love to buy. Can, can, can we get some flash of the mic? People who love to buy. You love to buy. You love to buy. You love to buy. You love to buy, but you really don't want to be sold. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love to buy. Love to buy. But, but do not want to be sold. 
Because at the end of the day, you just want to know that someone who has a solution can meet your need. It's as simple as that. This is my need. Do you have the solution? We should be able to provide an assurance of help and provide a value proposition that makes it a slam dunk. But if it's not, we should be able to come back with rebuttals to overcome the objections that were tied to the things we learned about the customer doing probing and discovery, right? And once we get over the hump, it's time to assume the sale. Assume the sale. What is assume the sale? Listen, you have to just lean in. You have to lean in without asking, without asking, without asking. Some salespeople ask the customer, well, are you ready to move on? Would you like to move forward? No, that's not my approach. That's not a part of my approach. We assume the sale. We assume the sale. And we do that with language like, okay, when can we get this scheduled? Okay, uh, is your card out? Can I'm, I'm ready for the first four digits. We assume the sale. Th- that's a little different than can you, you go and get your card? No, we're not asking questions. We're assuming the sale. Why? Be- because we have built rapport. We-, we have done effective probing. We have done discovery. We've done an assurance of help. We provided a value proposition. We've overcome objections. And, and now it's time to assume the sale. If the customer is still on the line, they're waiting for the value. If the customer is still sitting in front of you, they are waiting for the value. There's nothing keeping them from hanging up on you. There's nothing keeping them from walking out. If they're still there, you have to continue to work. Assume the sale. But what we don't ever want to do is harass the customer. So we don't try to assume the sale no more than twice. No more than twice, right? We never try to sell out of our own pockets, meaning if it's an expensive product, never do we think it's expensive just because, you know, I might not be able to afford it. I'm still going to try to sell it like I can, right? So I never try to sell out of my own pocket, and and I never want to harass the customer. And that's how we train. And, And we've become extremely good at it. But after you've assumed the sale and the customer is ready, you want to tie it up with a bow, with a recap, and thanking the customer, right? That That is the sales strategy. That is the strategy. And, and we may not think about it as a strategy throughout our daily um, activity, comings and goings, but if, if we are in business, if we are entrepreneurs, we are selling every day, whether we think we like selling or not, we're selling something, right? I mean, we're selling something in ways that we may not recognize. And so it's important to always, number one, have a friendly greeting in your business, in your business strategy, specific to sales. Number two, build rapport. Build rapport through discovery, excuse me, through effective probing questions. That leads you to number three, discovery. And then number four, assurance of help and and a value proposition. Number five was overcoming objections with empathy, with empathy. And I think I may have left out empathy initially, but, you know, you overcome objections with rebuttals, but you do it with empathy. 
what is empathy? Putting yourself in the customer's shoes, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. I can understand. I can see how. That's the language for empathy. That helps someone to recognize that you you really get it. And I think we're lacking empathy in, in our business, um, in our lives, in our communities. We're lacking empathy, right? We're, we're lacking the ability um, to, to really give grace, right? And, and help people understand that, you know, help them to understand that we understand that they deserve grace, right? P putting yourself in someone else's shoes. When you have empathy in your business, uh, an empathy in your sales approach, right? It makes it human and it makes a tremendous difference. And so number five was overcoming objections. Number six, an assurance, excuse me, an assumption of the sale, assuming the sale. We don't do it more than twice. We don't do it more than twice because we do not want to harass the customer. And then we want to recap and thank the customer. Uh, who wants to weigh in comments? Who wants to add? Because we're, I'm always open to adding to this process. TM, I want to. TM, wanna... oh, go ahead, Tony with the keys. No, no, you go ahead, Susie. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna pour some gas on this as well. Hey, Susie, your gas, and then I'll clean. Well, both of y'all got gas. I think it's 93. Both of y'all driving with 93. So you know, go ahead, Tony. Okay, okay. So, TM, I really, really. We appreciate this segment and where you took everything like it is it's making me think uh, um a lot so i've been in the auto industry you're going I'm, in and out you're going in and out bro just to let you know you're going let me in fix it let me fix it Susan. okay so you want to go while tony fixes, fixes that yeah while tony fixes it tony with the keys fixes it but i gotta tell you everybody my husband cracked up when you said Susie and tony got the gas because you know i've been called worse tm this is so important and i'm so glad you're talking about this because as entrepreneurs, if we are not selling, we have a hobby. And I'll never forget when, when I started my first little hobby, my husband looked at me, it was, I, was, I was young, we were married young, and he was like, honey, this is a hobby because you are not doing the sales work you need to do. And it really whipped me in the shape. This was, you know, oh, 30 some years ago. And so I love that you're talking about the process of selling, the actual act of selling. And one of the things I wanna highlight that you said I've said so often when I teach about sales is that we are all selling something. I sold my husband on what to have for dinner tonight. I sold my kids on where to go for Christmas vacation. I sold my client on a, you know, five figure package. We are all selling something. And so I love that you are normalizing and formalizing the process of sales. And I think what's so important about what you said is when it's customer driven, when we care about them, because to assume the sale, means I know you need what I have. And so will that be back in the day we said cash, check, or charge? Because back in the day we had, paper, we had you know, paper money and paper checks. Now it's just you want to Apple Pay, tap, or let me swipe on my stripe. And so I love that this segment is normalizing and formalizing what we need to do to excel in our business. And so I want to give you flowers, my friend, and I want to say thank you because I do sales every single day in my business. I, I do sales for some consulting companies I work with. Um, and I honestly sold my husband on what we're having for dinner. He wanted to go one way, I wanted to go the other, and I, I, I closed the sale. So thank you, my friend, for that. But I want everyone to hear, um, it, I hope you were taking notes. I sure did on those five points. But this idea of assuming the sale, because in your mind, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this person sitting across from you needs what you have for them and you're unapologetically assuming the sale of course they're going to buy 
because they need what you have. And so thank you, my friend. I just wanted to give you flowers and say, um, and highlight this one piece that I think people don't do often enough. And so they talk their customers, their potential customers out of a sale because they don't assume that the best thing for you to do for me is buy in this moment. And how would you like to cover that? Cash, check, or charge? Susie, land of the plane. It's so it's so important. This is TM Hyman. It, it's so important, Susie, right? You you just said it. We talk ourselves in and out of the sale be, because we start panicking. And it's like, calm down. Like, like tie it back to the probing questions and the discovery. They've already told you like why why they're still on the phone with you, right? And, and why they filled out the, the 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 lead page in the first place, right? <laughs> that that drove the phone call or drove the meeting, uh, whatever it is. If they're still there, they're waiting for the value. Do not ask questions. Make statements. Do not ask questions. Make statements. And and I'll tell you what's even better. What's even better is to make a statement and then back away. Like the golden rule is to like be quiet. Don't say anything. Leave it right in the customer's lap. Right? Only say something if you have to. Oh, that's yeah. And I think, yeah, that's awesome. I think we have to get really uncomfortable, really comfortable with those uncomfortable pauses when we ask. And, and like you said, like be quiet. And I, I taught one of my uh, sales classes and I was like, just twist your wedding ring, just play with your fingernails, just look down on the floor, but don't say anything because the next person who speaks buys. You will either buy back your offer or they will buy what you have offered them. Brilliant stuff, TM. Thank hey, TM, so I'd like to much. chime in. Okay, go for it. This is Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Great. Great, great segment, TM. You're you're speaking my language. This is this is really awesome. So I want to um, talk a little bit about uh, when you mentioned probing questions and having empathy. I like to ask open-ended questions because when I ask open-ended questions, I get more information. I get the client to open up a little bit more. So I'm in the financial services space. And so some of the questions I'll ask is, you know, what is your financial strategy for the next five to 10 years? You know, rather than just asking a yes or no question, I, I, I try to ask open-ended questions. Um, another question I might ask is, by the way, what prompted you to ask that question? Um, uh, let me just, uh, let's see. I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. What would you ideally like to change in your life? You know, what do you think about the concepts that we've talked about tonight? So that just gives them an opportunity to open up more and to elaborate a little bit more. And it also shows that you're interested, you know, you're, you're, you're interested in them and, and, um, you know, it just shows that you're concerned, you're, you're concerned and you're interested um, you know, I'll ask, uh, you know, what if I could teach you how to earn extra money on a part-time basis? You know, what if we could, what if I could show you how to get your time back, you know, while making more money, et cetera. So, um, I think asking open-ended questions is, uh, a good way to get your clients to open up. 
And you also talked about having a vision. I think it's so important to have a vision for your business and have a vision that you're emotionally connected to. Because if you're emotionally connected to your vision, that's what's going to drive you. That's what's going to get you out of bed every day. Um, so when you have that vision, make sure that it's something that you're emotionally connected to because that's what's going to continue to drive you. This is Tracy, and I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you so much for that share, Tracy. Uh, Open-ended questions. That, that is the most effective uh, approach indeed, right, with trying to get information specifically uh, from people that you don't really know, uh, let alone from people in general, right? So thanks for that share. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.